circumstances in our lives. Because of maybe the way we grew up or the way we've been, maybe people have rejected us, maybe our own family members, maybe we haven't had a, you know, the, the advantage of having you know, a godly mother and father or even people who were not necessarily born again Christians but really loved you as a child and, and raised you and, and really guarded and protected you. Because my, I've shared with you before, my mom and dad weren't born again yet, but they certainly took care of my sister and I very well. And so we had that advantage. So for me, in order, when, when someone taught me that there was a God who not only was this awesome God, the creator of everything, but, but to, that He loved me. That wasn't a hard concept for me to grasp onto. But I'm, I'm saying that there's a lot of folks that have been rejected by so many. And even to, to some who are closest to them. There are some that have been abused. So when you speak to this as a minister of, of the gospel of Jesus Christ and, and just as God's minister and trying to, to teach people or tell people, God loves you. And no matter what you do, it's not going to change anything. He loves you. You are valued so highly that He took a body Himself and suffered unbelievably. That's how much He loves you. That's how you're valued. By God. And because we don't see it all the time from other people, it's hard for us, it's hard for us to grasp that, isn't it? But my brothers and sisters, I wish that I, I had the ability, I, I wish I had the ability to, to place that in you and on you, and especially our young people, so that they don't try to grasp or, or, or get a sense of value from conforming to what the world tells them that they should do, to, to be accepted in the world or be accepted by peer groups and all this other, as we all do a time or two, certainly when we were younger. And even some of us who are older, we still do the same thing, don't we? I wish, I could, I wish there was a way, Holy Spirit, help me. Let me be used by you, Holy Spirit, now. Father, that some would gain understanding when, you, when, when you're saying this, this is you, God, speaking. Keep me as the apple of your eye. Father, let them understand that they are the apple of your eye. They're so highly valued. Regardless of, of what the world has told them, regardless of their experience, Father, that you are the apple, they are the apple of your eye. In Jesus' name, amen? amen. Hide me under the shadow of your wings. See, my brothers and sisters, we see so much of this and we've been studying and, and, and through this process over the last couple of weeks, we've looked at scriptures that say that very thing. That God is not only willing but able and He wants us to be gathered under the shadow of His wing. He wants that. That proves that, that you are of a value to Him. You are valuable to Him and He wants to shelter you. He wants to hold you close to Himself and protect you, guard you. So now let, in its totality, these two verses, keep me as the apple of your eye, hide me under the shadow of your wings from the wicked who oppress me, from the deadly enemies who surround me. Now when David is praying this prayer, you, you see, you know, he knows, he could see, he's talking about natural enemies. He could see his enemies surrounding him. That's not always the case for you or I, Amen. There are, and, and now I'm going to take this opportunity because now as we're living uh, in this situation worldwide, this particular enemy, we can't see with our eyes. We can see the results. We can see you know, what the, the destruction is in its path, can't we? But the enemy itself can only be seen 
through microscopes and things of that nature. So we can't visibly, as we're standing here, see this virus or these plagues or anything else for that matter. We, you know, it's, it's the unseen thing. But He could see it. But I've got good news for you today. Something that you all already know. It doesn't matter whether we could see it or whether we cannot. God knows. God sees. And God wants to protect us. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. That makes it all the more intimidating, I think, and scary, doesn't it? Especially when you hear things like, uh, this, this particular disease could be asymptomatic. Anybody know what that means? That means you can have it and not know you have it. You, cannot, you can have the virus, but really not have any symptoms of the virus. Or, you know, you may have some mild symptoms and not really, man, it's part of my allergies, or, you know, I got a cold, or whatever it may be. Uh, conversely, you could be suffering symptoms and not have the virus. There are, there are, uh, we know some folks that, you know, have some symptoms, and, you know, everybody's, oh, you know, so worried that they have, but it's other things. It's the cold, or it's the flu, and it truly is, you know, another form of, you know, those things that plague us in the, you know, microbiology being what it is, but it's not necessarily that virus. But because so much has been made of this, because it is so highly contagious, and part of the reason for for it to be so dangerously contagious is because people carry it that don't know they have it. And then, as you've heard, and as we've been told, and and I'm so thankful that we've been told this, um... You know, if you have an underlying ailment or something, this could take you out. So it should be taken very seriously. So even though I may think I'm a spiritual superman and I'm going to go ahead and, and, and this has happened, my brothers and sisters. I've, unfortunately, I've heard the good and the bad, as, as many of you had and, and can probably testify in this room as it relates over the course of the, the, the past couple of weeks of, you know, people trying to be all that and, you know, you know they're so faithful and, you know, blah, blah, blah. And I, yes, be faithful. Yes, trust God, but be wise. Be wise. And if you don't do it for yourself, do it for consideration for other people. It doesn't make you weak in the, in the spirit if you're washing your hands, if you're sanitizing your hands, if you're taking those precautions that the government and the people who know, the doctors and those who are educated, it doesn't make you spiritually weak if you're taking those precautions. Has any... Am I saying that? I mean, my brothers and sisters, I'm I'm running into people that, you know, well, they're going to throw in the face. Spiritually. I'm not talking about the teenagers that we saw on the beach or the early 20s. That, you know, hey, that I, whether I get it or I don't, I'm going to party. You ever hear that saying, youth is wasted on the young? There you go. But now watch. When I first started seeing those and hearing those things, it bugged me. I mean, these are kids that are 21, to, in the early 20s, some of these kids, and maybe even up to mid-20s and maybe older. But the fact of the matter is, I'm thinking, these are college, shouldn't they be smarter than this? Mm. I was ro- reminded by Holy Spirit, lickety-splitting in a hurry. They're doing what is natural to them. How can I hold that against them? When I was in my early 20s, did I think like I think now? Why are you smiling like that, Eddie? You didn't even know me back then. All right, amen. But, but, but no, 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 no. So listen. 
So now, on the one hand, I mean, I, I can get upset because, you know, I have older relatives who, you know, who are sick. And I, ha- and, and I know many others. And I'm thinking, man, you don't even care about your fellow human being. You don't even care about members of your own family. If I get it, I get it. I'm not going to, I'm partying. Blah, 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 blah. Really? Think about that for a minute. But again, that's what's, that's what's natural to them. They're, you know, it's, it's it, man, I, I, I'm not seeing the world through their eyes. I'm not seeing this situation through their eyes. I'm seeing it now from an older perspective, obviously. Wisdom does come with it. If you've got to be pretty, not to learn anything by just having experience, am I right? Some of us know a lot of things just because we've experienced them. But now let's throw in the fact that we worship the true and living God. And we know what the truth is behind some of these things that we, not only do we know how, but we know why. My brothers and sisters, I'm not trying to bore you to bits and pieces, but I'm just trying to say, you know, from a Christian perspective, it's up to us not to get angry, but to try to remember that we used to be there and lift them up in prayer and ask God to deal with them. Amen? And then we, as His representatives, deal with them how Jesus would deal with it. Amen? All right, so now, but, but now we had this enemy that we can't see, so it makes it just a little bit more frightening, if you will, because it would be so easy if that was right in front of us and we could duke it out. I mean, I've got a couple of big, strong guys in here. I mean, there was somebody you could just grab and just throw it down. Okay, done. Done and done. We can't do that. The fact is, it's this silent killer. It's this invisible enemy. And so you don't know where, he's, where this thing is lurking or whatever. So it's, and then, of course, everywhere you turn, there's panic. You see people stocking up with all of this stuff. Like, you know, the apocalypse is, he, is here. They're going to hunker down in the basement in this concrete bunker. And I'm thinking, what? what? And, you know, and I know there's been many jokes and such made about the toilet paper thing and all that. I, I don't understand it. But I'm just saying this is part of this panic because there's this unseen enemy and people are trying to take care of theirs. I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to make sure that I'm, I'm bolstered. I've got this thing. And, but, but the panic is caused when you see all this other... In fact, remember on Wednesday when we were sharing a little bit, Miss Michelle shared something. You know, she, she happened to be in the store and you know, we have our supplies that like we normally have and usually she has enough Miss Michelle I'm going to squeal on her just a minute and you hush I'm going to squeal. you know she's one of those that if something's on sale she's going to get it when we were first married young married and so man yeah she'd buy dog food if it was on sale and we didn't even have a dog but I got a I saved you money we don't have a dog but I, it was on sale or if there's a tooth buy one get one free I'm getting a bunch it may be something that I really don't even like, but I'm getting a bunch. She's looking for the bargain. But anyway, having said that, she's in the store. We have stuff. She had to pick up something, but then all of a sudden she saw this package of toilet paper. And she's thinking, I better get that. Why? We have plenty in the house. But see, she got caught up in all of that. Right? You see all of this happening. And now you're thinking, uh, maybe I need to do this. Right? And so she did. And then, and she even confessed on Wednesday. Yeah, I don't know. And she, this was her story, but I want to share it with you. Because then what happened was she, she said that it was just maybe I need to give it to somebody else. And that's what we did. That's what we did. 
So the Holy Spirit was involved in that because we were able to share it with somebody else. But you see my brothers and sisters getting caught up in this stuff because everything is blasted. Because, man, there are so many things being publicized on social media. There is, I mean, some whacked out stuff. There are even some, some preachers and some pastors. So I'm going to tell you, if you're listening to me right now, do not send me any more links or anything else that has some pastor, somebody who's saying that he's hearing from God and what his view is uh, spiritually um, and thus say, I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear it. If it doesn't line up with the Word and you can't tell me that here's and show me, point to me, in, don't tell me. I'm, I, don't try to scare me. Don't listen. Don't try to get me lined up against the politicians that you want me lined up against. Don't try to align me with politicians you want me to align with. This is not for that right now. This is not the time for that. It's time for the church of God. It's time for the body of Christ to rise up and just be nice. Just care about your fellow human being. Period. Don't try to. Oh well, see now if you would have voted for this one or if you're, no, stop it. Stop it. Man, God loves us. God has called us to care for one another, so let's be about that and forget all this other stuff. And listen, don't panic. You've got these people out there losing their minds. I've heard stuff come out of Christians' mouths that I could not believe. 2 Timothy 1.6 Listen, this only means something if we don't take this as cliche. Because remember now, you're going to hear a lot of stuff taught. You're going to hear a lot of scriptures. In fact, this past couple of weeks, I, I didn't know this, but I, I was here and there, and there are so many people now that are quoting Psalm 91, and not because they heard our sermons, it's because it's so apropos. But my brothers and sisters, we can't get into that habit. We, how about the other one? Second Chronicles 7.14 If my people are called by my name. Remember we studied that together on Wednesday. Just a little bit touched on that. My brother and sister, it's been quoted so much that it becomes cliche. Are we really giving heed to what he's saying in that scripture? If my people are called by my name would humble themselves and pray, seek my face, turn from their wicked ways, I will hear them from heaven, forgive their sin, heal their land. There's a lot of stuff in there. So my brothers and sisters, we might as well not quote it to each other. We might as well not say that we're going to stand on that if we don't even pay attention to every word of that Scripture. Just like what I'm going to say to you now out of 2 Timothy 1.6, beginning in verse 6. Therefore I remind you to stir up the gift which is in you through the laying on of my hands. Remember this is Paul speaking to a young minister, Timothy. For God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power, love, and a sound mind. Don't lose your mind. Hallelujah. Therefore, do not be ashamed of the testimony of our Lord, nor of me, His prisoner, but share with me in the sufferings for the gospel according to the power of God. I want to touch on this just a little bit. Now remember context. Remember context. This is the Apostle Paul speaking to a young minister, Timothy, who he ordained to be over that church. 
Now, he's experiencing challenges, especially as a young man. He's being challenged by the older people. He, you know, every, I, 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 he's be, they're trying to intimidate him. And he's got all of the challenges of being a pastor, but not only that, but being a young pastor. And so that's why Paul's saying, listen, God has not... This gift, remember what happened when I laid hands on you. Remember what was... Remember the anointing that is in you. Remember that. Remember how you were brought up in the Scriptures, this faith that your mother and your grandmother, they taught you this stuff. Remember that. Remember that. That's your fallback. That's your foundation. There was a spirit in them, and I believe it's in you too, and don't forget that gift. Let's stir up that gift. Let's use this opportunity, church, to stir each other up in love and in the good works, as the Scripture tells us. Amen? Man, there's plenty of good works to be had right now. This is an opportunity for the church to shine. Hallelujah. But look at what he's saying to them. We don't have this spirit. Don't be paralyzed with the fear. Don't be panicked. Be smart. Be wise. Listen to God. Do the right thing. But not at the expense of somebody else. I shared with you last week, and I, I don't know Wednesday, they're all running together. You know, some of, the, some of the things that have been told to me by guys that I work with on the job, you know, one guy, you know, a, a woman had a, a boatload of, of uh, paper towels. There were two rolls left. He's grabbing them, and she's saying, hey, I wanted those. He's saying, look, you got a cart full of them. I just, I need these. She became upset with him, gave him a mean stink guy. He wouldn't give them to her. She kicked him. I'm not making this up. I'm not making this up. Testimony of someone who is working in one of the big box stores. Now, they can't give out the um, samples anymore, but this is a big box store, but not in this state. And this person was, you know, they kept him on, and he's cleaning, disinfecting. Had the disinfectant in his little cart as he's disinfecting things. Uh, A woman comes by and grabs the disinfectant and puts it in her purse. Hey, I'm going to need that. She was upset. Why? Why are we so panicked about every little thing now? Those of us who are in the body. No, be wise, be smart. Don't be cavalier and don't put somebody else at risk because you think you're all that. Because you may not be sick, but you may be carrying it. So make sure that you're doing your part. Amen? Besides seeking God, make sure you're doing everything that you know to do. Be wise. Be smart. Amen? Because He's given us this power, love, and a sound mind. That's the thing. If we do all things out of love, we won't miss. If we do all things out of love. If, listen, if I don't, well, you know, I don't feel sick. I don't think this thing is going to get me. I may believe that. And in fact, I do believe that. However, because I love you, and because I love those people that God has put in my atmosphere, I am not going to, I'm going to make sure that I'm sanitizing. I'm going to try and stay away a little bit. You know what? Why? Because, well, Tony, you you have no faith. No. No. I love. I love. So I'm going to do what I know to do, what God has given. Listen, if if God didn't know about microbiology, why when He made the law of Moses did He include those laws which restricted contact with people who had diseases? Fact is, He knew it. Is this the same God? Well, see, back then, Tony, you know, that's Old Testament stuff. You know, that was before Jesus and so on. Yeah, the same God who, rose, who, who, who raised Jesus from the dead is the same God who parted the Red Sea. 
See, God's power is the same. God did miracle signs and wonders back then. He's doing miracle signs and wonders now. God is the same forever. Amen? So look, it's not that God uh, lacked power and He had to tell them that because He couldn't heal their diseases or He couldn't do any mighty signs, wonders, and miracles. No, there were people that were back then that lived in faith that looked forward to the cross. So those of us who look back on the cross, we, we have no excuse Theirs was, they just trusted God and believed that somewhere out there was this promise. Never seeing it, but just believing it. We get to look back on the promise fulfilled in the Lord Jesus Christ, and we still struggle to believe it. So I'm going to say, well, you know, well, they didn't, they, they didn't know anything. They had to have the law because they didn't have faith and they didn't have all that other stuff, so sure, they had to separate each other. Did I lose you? No, remember the premise. I'm saying, yes, I trust God. Yes, I love the Lord. Yes, I believe in divine health. Yes, I believe in His healing. Yes, I have faith. But, wisdom, sound mind, and love. Because I love you, I'm not going to put you at risk. Despite what I may think or feel. Amen? And if if, I I had to go to a little meeting yesterday, there was a small group of us, who hadn't seen each other in years. And so there were guys who were confused. They didn't know. They wanted a hug because we hadn't seen each other in years, but then they didn't know. And then some, one of them came up to me who I hadn't seen in a number of years, and it was really in honor of him. This gathering was in honor of him. And he says, and he comes up to me, and he put his arms up, and he was like, Could I put my arms up. I said, it's okay, brother. Because I, I said, I'm not feeling sick. I've just sanitized, but it's up to you. But I'm, I'm ready if you are. Okay? Listen. I'm not saying that it's okay, but, um, but now there was other guys here that they didn't want to, they wanted to keep their distance. So now the guys that wanted to keep their distance, I, didn't, I had fellowship with them too. Do, do you under, do, am I saying that okay? Do you understand what I'm saying? If someone wants to, to, to have the distance, then I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, to, listen, I'm going to love them anyway, and I'm not going to make it reflect how I treat them, how, uh, how I think of them. Do you hear me? If a brother says to me he wants to distance, I'm not going to doubt his faith. I'm not going to doubt his, his or her faith. So don't, listen, please, let's not do that to each other. Let's just love each other, respect God's wisdom. Amen? Okay, I'm, I'm sorry if that I went lingered there too long. I, I'm just going to trust Holy Spirit that that was for a reason. So now we see all of these negative stories on the, on the news. They're plastered before us. But I wanted to go ahead and, and uh, tell you some good news. And some of you may already know these, and some of you may have some you could share. People on the Nextdoor app, this is something beyond me, I don't know what this is, but some of you may know what it is. There's this app, evidently, it's called Nextdoor, have been offering to help at-risk neighbors with errands. The Nextdoor app, which connects people with others in their neighborhoods, is full of people offering to help high-risk individuals with whatever they need as they self-isolate, whether it's picking up food, groceries, or medicine. There's a lot of kindness to be found on the, on the app. Awesome. Man, I wish they would plaster that all over the news. I've heard things of youth groups doing things. They did have one kid on the news the other morning. It was, I think it was him, his youth group or whatever. They decided that they were going to um, you know, band together, take care of some uh, necessary items, and take care of the old people, uh, the older people that were at risk. And, and it's just awesome. We should be hearing those, that kind of thing. How about this one? Here's one. A group of kids put on a concert for an elderly woman in quarantine. 
Uh, an elderly woman who was, on, uh, so, who was practicing social distancing with the goal of staying healthy was treated to some music by her young neighbors. Two young cellists set up on her front porch and played their instruments to the woman inside. Isn't that awesome? Now, I know you've heard the stories of the people in Italy, which they have more deaths in Italy than in China. But they're out their balconies singing to each other. That's awesome. After fighting corona in China, the same medical team are traveling to Italy. Now they're going to Italy to help the Italian folks. And then there's also a group out of China who are going to Iran to help those folks. Two friends raised thousands to buy iPads for nursing homes so residents can face FaceTime with family. Isn't that awesome? Isn't that great? See, so, so look. Yeah, even in the midst of this suffering, even in the midst of this, all of this bad news, listen to this good news. Here's another one. New Jersey police officers are delivering groceries to the elderly. Isn't that awesome? So now watch. When I met, read this headline, the, 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 most, the, the, the immediate thing I thought of, okay, now if one of those policemen did something that was a little bit, you know, if I had to arrest somebody because they violated a quarantine thing, man, you can hear the complete opposite. Man, they'd be all over the news, how rotten the police are, blah, blah, blah. How come we ain't seeing this plastered all over the place? How about this Carnival Cruise Line? And some of you may know this, but I, I just found this out. Carnival Cruise Line, they offer use of cruise ships as temporary hospitals. That's awesome. Awesome. I heard a week ago there was a ship off of New York that they were because they were expecting their hospitals to be overwhelmed. And that's one of the things that happens, my brothers and sisters, in these pandemics. The, the, uh, the medical staff and, and the hospitals get so overwhelmed they can't take care of everybody. They're talking about sending up tents and stuff on football fields and the whole nine yards. I mean, they're, 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 they're really prepared for that. How about this? A main landlord is not collecting rent to help his tenants unable to work during this virus outbreak. Could you imagine that? You're a landlord and you just decide you're out of the kindness. It's hard. These people are out of work, so you're not going to collect rent. Awesome. I, want, I, I put a picture of this up. I, I, do you have this one, the sanitizer? Someone placing random hand sanitizer around. That's, that was an actual picture of what some people are doing in their neighborhood. Hey, you know what? That's true. But I'm also seeing there's another neighborhood I read where you know how some people have the, they, they share books and they have the boxes where they put books in? There are people that are, are turning those into and they're putting food items and essential items in there. And I haven't heard that they're just being ransacked. Awesome stuff. Awesome stuff. This is the kind of thing that we need to be, as, as the body of Christ this should be first and foremost of what we're thinking and, and, and what we're doing. Now, I like this one. This, I'm going to end with this one. Uh, the next slide is, a Maryland family is giving away free toilet paper to anyone in need. Now, I, I, you know, it, we chuckle at this because of this toilet paper thing, but amidst, I'm going to read this to you. Amidst a great toilet paper shortage of 2020, a Maryland family is doing what they can do to help those in need. Uh, I, I believe I'm pronouncing this right, but the Grosh family... Uh, th- that's, who th- that's who this family is. The co- COVID-19 out- outbreak, the COVID-19 outbreak is cle- clearing store shelves of items such as toilet paper, disinfectants. So Tom Grosh, 
of Clear Spring, Maryland, is doing what he can to give back to his community. As I was sitting in the office doing some work at the end of the day, God said to me, now, you know that there's going to be people that read this and yeah, God said. Listen, that guy heard from somebody and he did an awesome thing. Do I think it was God? Shh, yes, I do. Okay? You've got to help your fellow man. Grosh said, I knew exactly where to go to get the toilet paper and went and bought it. My wife said, are you sure you want to do this? And there was no hesitation. When God tells me to do something, I do it. He bought 10 cases containing 96 rolls each, loaded them onto his pickup truck and headed for a big parking lot to hand out the rolls to anyone who wanted them. His wife, his niece, and two teenage friends waved free toilet paper signs. (laughs) Uh, Although some, some takers offered to pay, he refused and asked them to instead pay it forward. Pay it forward. Awesome stuff, man. My brothers and sisters, I, you know, just a couple of things. I mean, we focus on the negative and we, and we panic people. And, but I, I love what that said. And I want to remind you of, of a scripture that's meant so much to me through the years. And so many of you who have been with me and Michelle all through the years, you're going to recognize this. In Isaiah 26, 3 and 4, here's what it says. You will keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on you because he trusts in you. Trust in the Lord forever. And Yah, the Lord, is everlasting strength. Man, my brothers and sisters, this was, a, this was so, such a huge scripture for me at times in my life when I thought, man, I missed God or things, are, you know, things aren't working out and this is tough and it's really tough. It's, well, we made a move from Florida to Carolina the first time. It was, it, there were some serious issues and, man, I thought I missed God. And, and this scripture, I had this scripture literally hanging in my office just where I look up from my desk and there it is staring me in the face. I, I wanted to be reminded all the time, trust in God. Trust in God so my mind could be at peace. I won't lose my mind. See, the enemy of your soul and mine, he wants you afraid. Because fear motivates you to work outside of the will of God. You're going to start trusting in your own abilities. Or you're going to start listening to what certain people say on the news, on Facebook, on all of these social platforms. You're going to start listening to that. And it's going to form the way you think a little bit longer term. When we come out of this, what do we look like? Come on now. When we come out of this, what do we look like? My brothers and sisters, I think we can be more together than before it happened. I think, my brothers and sisters, this is an awesome opportunity for the church to do what thus saith the Lord. And if we do, isn't it true that maybe God can use this to really, listen, to really move and grow, to move those people who maybe were skeptics before, but they see Jesus in you. They see the Jesus that's been preached about all of these years. Now they see Him evidenced in the way the people that preach Him act. Amen. So how do we do that? My brothers and sisters, look at it. There's no way that we can do it. Whoops. <laughs> that really wouldn't work. I broke Michelle's umbrella. She's never going to forgive me. There's no that we, way we could do it being half in and half out. Remember, if I'm half out, I'm exposing myself to the enemy. Look, let's just speak in terms of this virus. Okay? If I say, okay, I'm going to only shake hands with people with my right hand. Or I'm, oh, no, the right hand. I'm only going to do it left-handed because not many left-handed people. So I'm only going to do it with the left hand. So I'm going to, no. It's only going to take one. It'll only take one. 
And then you've got the disease. God is not looking to punish me when I get outside of His, his shadow. No, I've punished my, myself. He wants me right here. But because of the decisions that I make based on what I see sometimes, I may have all the greatest intentions. I love God. I want to do what He says. But I see something. We've got to keep our heads. We can't panic. I see something. And I'm hearing something. And it's trying to influence my decision. And so I'm going to go ahead and peek outside the shelter of His shadow just a little bit. And something bad happens. Did God punish me? No. No. I let, I let the panic, I let the fear make me make a bad decision. But guess what? Here's what I know. Has anybody in this room made a bad decision since you've been a Christian? Did God abandon you? Let's testify. No. He didn't abandon me. God, I got a spanking. I had to suffer some consequences a time or two. But guess what? Those consequences made me go back to Him and say, Father, man, I missed it. I'm sorry. Can you forgive me? Come on in, son. Come on. Come on. Come on. Come on. Come on. Come on. You're still the apple of my eye. You're still the apple of my eye. Nothing you can do is changing that. I still love you. So now watch. Here now it is. We want, to, we want to stay in His shadow. So ask yourself some questions. Do you hunger and thirst after God? What's the biggest appetite that you have right now? I know it's getting kind of close to lunchtime, but forget about it. You're not going to beat the Methodists. Well, you may today because they're not in church. They're at home right now. <laughs> so this might be the day. No, you can't because there's no restaurants, so... But what are you hungry for? What do you really hunger and thirst for? Because it should be God. Do you hunger and thirst for more of God? Before doing or being or going, do you consider what God's will is? Did you hear that? Before going or doing or being, or, or do you consider what God's will is? Are you determined to dwell in God's secret place. Remember, he who dwells in the secret place of the Most High. And what is that secret place? Well, if you weren't here for the last couple of weeks, maybe you're not sure. But remember, Jesus made it possible for us to get into the most holy place. The veil was split. So now we get right into the mercy seat of God himself. That place that was only, only exclusive for the high priest and only after he went and went, jumped through a lot of hoops as it relates to sacrifices and made sure that those sacrifices I'm sorry sacrifices were done well because if he didn't when he got into that most holy place he would be struck dead but Jesus because of what he did remember he opened up gave us access right to the mercy seat right to the secret right to get right in the presence of God hallelujah hallelujah so look here's so now are you determined to dwell, inhabit, stay, remain in the secret place, in the presence of God? Is that what determines it? Is that part of what drives you? You want to stay in that place, close, tight, in the presence of God? Are you constantly considering God and meditating on His Word? Constantly, Tony? Yeah. 
constantly. You guys know this, and there are many veterans of the faith in here. And, and, and really, let's just say it this way. I'm not talking about chronology. I'm not talking about your age and years. I'm talking about how long you've actually been in, you know, a, a born-again Christian. Let's say it that way. And you know a lot of scriptures. And some scriptures that you don't really understand. And one of the, premise, or one of the, the things that I try to hopefully make semi-clear here this morning is the fact that we may know the scriptures, but if we're not considering what they say, they become cliché. So, so now, that's what, that's what meditation means. Meditation means, okay, Second uh, Chronicles 7.14, if my people. So let me think about that. Let me meditate on that. Let me not just recite those words, but let me really think about what those words are saying to me. And when I really meditate on those words, now I have a follow-through. Now I'm going to follow up on those things. Come on now. If my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray. Seek my face. Let me meditate on that. Are, are you with me? So am I considering God constantly and am I meditating on His Word? Yeah, sometimes when you're driving and your favorite song comes on, are you singing praises and worshiping with Him? Is that part of it? Yes, absolutely it is. You're considering God. You're thanking God. You're singing praises to Him. Come on now, don't get bored with me. This is important. Here's why it's important. I'm going to go to Acts. In Acts, just hang with me a little while longer, a little while longer, please. In Acts chapter 5, I'm going to begin in verse 12. And through the hands of the apostles, many signs and wonders were done among the people, and they were all with one accord on Solomon's porch. We could put that up. Yet none of the rest dared join them, but the people esteemed them highly. And believers were increasingly added to the Lord, multitudes of both men and women, so that they brought the sick out into the streets and laid them on beds and couches, that at least the shadow of Peter passing by might fall on some of them. My brothers and sisters, listen. Here's the conclusion of abiding under the shadow of the wing of God. God needs us to extend His shadow. God needs for you and for me to extend His shadow. Those people were literally bringing people out. And my brothers and sisters, they didn't just decide one day, ooh, is that Peter? Yeah, I heard he was one of them. Let's give this a try. They were coming from other places. And as he was walking down the street, they were convinced that if the shadow of Peter fell on them, something was going to happen, and it did. But why? Because of what happened in Acts 2, 3, and 4. What happened? The Holy Spirit fell on them. And they began following God like nobody's business. They get, listen, remember what happened. Remember what happened, what happened? They had all things in common. They loved each other so much. They didn't care about who knew that they were believers at that point. They congregated at the, see, they were congregated at the porch, Solomon's porch. They were, as Christians, not just the 12, not just the 12 apostles or 11, not just them. No, believers. They congregated and they were in one accord. They were tied. They were bound. They believed they had the same passion and they were in agreement. And they, were, they loved each other so much they started selling things and making sure that nobody went without. Everyone's needs were met. And then we know what happened. Ananias and Sapphira. 
They pledged something and they didn't follow through with the pledge. They said that they would pledge the whole and they held back. And God took care of it. And it says very specifically that that got people were became afraid. They were this is serious. They operated in such power, signs and wonders and miracles and things. But my brothers and sisters, those things happened as a result of them being united together with Christ. That's how that happened. That's how that happened. They loved each other. They cared for one another. They weren't hoarding things. They were selling things so that they could take care of each other. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And then as a result of that, people became believers. People became believers and people then also said, I need to get there. I need to get there. Where is there? In the shadow. I need to be in that shadow. I need to be in that shadow. So my brothers and sisters, listen. This is an opportunity for us. I'm not talking about heart of worship church. I'm talking about the church of Jesus Christ. I'm talking about the body of Christ. This is our opportunity. First, let's make sure we take care of each other. We made some phone calls during the week and I I want you to know that, listen, you can count on us. If we don't have it, we're going to get it. We'll, We'll figure it out. We'll find it. So don't anybody leave here today without letting us know if you have any needs. We'll work on it for sure. We've called some folks during the week and we'll continue to do so. And I think in the weeks ahead, you know, we'll try to stay connected because I've, I've received an email from an organization. We may be able to help them. So if we could do that, we're going to do it. But my brothers and sisters, this is our opportunity not to panic and not to look for a plan B, C, D, E. Get under the shadow of God's wing. God wants to take care of you. Doesn't he? All right. Listen, we're going to stand and pray, but then I'm going to ask the praise team to come back. Come back, praise team. Who's on the praise team in this room? Come on. Did, were we able to put up that song? I want to, I want to leave here on this, this song. I love this song, and I want this song to minister. I hope the Lord Jesus Christ, I hope the Holy Spirit ministers to you like he ministers to me in this song. I'm going to pray, then we'll sing this song together. And then we're dismissed. Amen?